Hello, hello. Welcome to the next English podcast. How are you doing, everyone? Welcome to all of you that are listening live at the moment, which obviously is every Sunday at 9 p.m. Central European time. And of course, welcome to anyone who is not listening live. That's anybody who somehow managed to tune in to the next English podcast in any way possible. Normal ways to do that would be via Apple Podcasts. Then obviously you can find me on podbean.com and anywhere where you get your podcasts pretty much via your podcasting app or anything like that. So here is another episode and like uh, or as always, I'm going to have a really interesting guest. This time it's going to be a fellow Lepster. Lepster? Who, who the hell is a Lepster? I hear you asking. Well, a Lepster is a listener of Luke's English podcast, which, as we all know, has been the podcast that I have been listening to for uh, as long as I can remember. And uh, this was the primary inspiration for making this podcast. So a fellow Lepster, someone who listens to the same podcast as I do. And I believe um, you guys listening to my podcast, I, I am pretty sure that a lot of you are also Lepsters. So she heard um, Luke mention my Discord group once um, in one episode of Luke's English podcast. And um, basically, Luke was promoting the Discord group that I have, the place where everyone can practice their English. And she joined. And Bob's your uncle. <laughs> um, now she's on the next English podcast. Her name is Vlada. And she is a really cool English teacher living in France. Vlada, if you can hear me, could you please call me in? And you will be in. Hello, Vlada. Can you hear me? Yes. Hello, Stanek. I hear you well. What about you? I'm I'm all right. I can hear you well as well. And this is the most important thing. As we yes, know. yes, definitely. These days, we all teach online. We all talk to people online. Everything happening online so <laughs> yes and, and please tell me if i breathe too loudly yeah <laughs> i will i will <laughs> i will tell everybody not just you. <laughs> okay vlada it's fantastic to have you on the next english podcast how are you doing yes i'm great thank you for having me it's like honestly a dream come true <laughs> <laughs> wow okay it's cool. a pleasure to uh, be here yeah it's a pleasure to have you here it's a, an absolute delight Am I pronouncing your name correctly, Vlada? Yes, yes, it's Vlada. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So um, tell us uh, where you're from, because I know you're not French. You're living in France, but you're not French. You're an English teacher, but you are not English. So yes. where, where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> well, initially I'm from Russia and I lived there for for a long time, for 23 years of my life. So basically I've been living in France only for three years now. Okay. Um, and yes, I studied um, in Russia. I studied uh, in a pedagogical university. Mm -hmm. I got my bachelor's degree in teaching foreign languages. And then I went on to continue my studies in France. Okay. So um, did you carry on studying to become a teacher or was it something else that you studied? Mm, well, actually in France, um, as far as I know, there is no special degree for teaching. Mm. And so I decided to try myself for in something new. And this turned out to be applied linguistics, but more... Um, more in a business sense, you know, mm -hmm. I had this specialization in management and foreign languages. Yeah. So I decided, why not actually? <laughs> Let's try it. Maybe I like it better. And uh, did, um, did yeah. you like it? Did you like it? <laughs> well, to be not honest, not at all. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, I found it extremely boring oh. and useless. I'm sorry to say this. <laughs> well, hopefully, like your a... your, hopefully your professors aren't listening right now. Yes, yes, hopefully. And yes, I am absolutely subjective, so no, <laughs> no judgment. But for me, it was boring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, you are... A teacher by profession. That's what you love doing yeah. 
the most, I suppose. So yeah, I, I, love I, it. I, I guess if, if it was applied linguistics in business sense, it, it seems to be wearing off a bit too far from the initial idea of being a teacher, right? Uh, yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but it's funny, even during my studies in here in France, I taught I taught at university where I studied and I taught some private uh, students. So I was rather determined to continue yeah. what I started in Russia. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you taught at a university? Really? That's yes, cool. Yes, yes. Uh, I taught Russian, though, not English. Okay. Mm, uh, but here I taught Russian to some bachelor students um, who were struggling with Russian or who just wanted to, to have additional practice and exposure to the language that right. they were studying. Mm -hmm. And how was that? Oh, well, that was interesting and very challenging in a professional way because all Russian students were allowed to come and mm -hmm. basically I could have an absolute beginner and a, an intermediate student. And for two hours I had to do some, something with them so that yeah. they were all occupied and get something from the lesson. And basically I prepared not one lesson plan but at least three of them. It sounds a bit familiar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I seem to be doing a bit of that really? this, uh, this semester as well, yes. Oh, um, <laughs> that's not lots of fun, I would say. Well, but I know you studied at uh, university in Russia and your major was actually English teaching and French, right? Yeah. F uh, French yeah. as well. So, so, yeah. so you are a French and English teacher. Mainly. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, now mainly I teach only English, uh, but yes, French was my secondary language. Mm -hmm. I started it up to a very decent level of C1, then I applied to France and basically I stopped studying it, um, you know, in an academic sense. I'm just speaking yeah. it all the time and I'm surrounded by French everywhere. Yeah. Um, and sometimes... Uh, if somebody asks me to give some French lessons, of course I can do this, but I decided that I will focus on English mostly. Yeah, well, your English is fantastic, and you even have a wonderful comment coming from Enrique, who says that really? you have a be beautiful voice and accent. Thank so. you very much, Enrique. <laughs> what a lovely compliment. That's I don't get I don't. Yeah, I don't really get these. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but I just wanted English to... Is perfect. It's definitely not. Uh, you're probably talk, talking about somebody's, somebody else's English. I just wanted to say that uh, for me personally, French is by far the toughest language to learn. So I, I think I did study it for about six months, but I don't really talk about it much because I didn't learn anything. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah it, it's definitely more difficult than English. Uh, in a grammatical sense, then also pronunciation is tricky, but um, it's very logical, you know, mm -hmm. and I love logic in a language. And yeah. so when you, yeah, when you get a hand of this logic, you just uh, build up on this. That makes but sense. It was, it, yep. it was interesting, and I had to admit that I'm a very studious person, so I dedicated a lot of time to learn it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, wonderful. So where can my listeners find you? Do you have an Instagram account or? Yes, yes, I have my, I'm not on social media a lot, but my principal page is on Instagram. I sometimes post rather interesting content there. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, please, it's called English with Vlader, at English with Vlader. Uh, you'll find me there. And I'll be glad to see you there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you thank you, Zdenek. Yeah, yeah no, no worries. You wrote it in the chat. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's my job, kind of, you know, to do that. So. Yes, yes. But, but I have to admit that I'm new to social media, you know. Before, when I was at university, I was uh, just an observer. And mm -hmm. for for at least three years, I wasn't present there at all. Yeah. Because I just decided, no, I, I have to stop. And in France, I, I just steered clear of it. And mm. then I realized that, well, for my profession, it's it's better to be there. And Ooh, I've just I mean, started I mean, actually a month ago, I think. 
it feels like it feels like a necessity these days. I'm not particularly yes. fo fond of it myself, to be honest. Yeah, but um, you know, by no means can you underestimate this these days as an English teacher, yes. especially, especially these days. Yeah, it's like a business card. Yeah, you know, when somebody asks you about your qualifications and uh, I don't know certificates etc you can just you can enumerate it of course but then you can show okay yes I have this page here actually so you, that you mm. can see that I'm serious I'm a teacher yeah mm. I think it can make a lot of difference even if, if you're applying yeah. for a job or something like that so yeah definitely yeah. for us English teachers it's a must these days I would yes say. even more than a, than a website because I spent quite a while preparing my website mm. I mean uh, did I you do that by yourself it. did you yes make completely oh, oh wow. uh, I built it from, from scratch uh, on weeks and um, yeah it was an interesting experience but I spent lots of time but actually I don't use it to be honest and no <laughs> one can find me there basically <laughs> it's not visible on Google or anything oh okay well by the way I, I, okay well uh, by the way I also have a website if anybody listening to this doesn't know that uh, it's teachersdenic.com and uh, it's also not um, overly I'm not overly, but extremely popular or something. And okay, yes, that that's just serves to tick a box, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it felt like a necessity as well, mm -hmm. but I kind of did it by myself, like you. And yes. I think you, you, that's the problem because it would probably be better if it had been done by a professional. So uh, it was done in yeah, Google probably. Sites. I used Google Sites for it. If oh, anyone, I about it. If any one of you is familiar with that. Anyway, Vlada, I invited you today to talk mainly about the environment. Why did you why did I choose to talk to you about this topic? Oh, well, you asked me what I'm interested in and uh, yep. this is something that uh, that is really close to my heart and this is something that I love talking about. Mm -hmm. Um because um, yes, yeah, since um, since I came to France, I've been I've I've become I'm becoming still more mm. and more aware of the all of the psychological problems that uh, our society is facing now and is causing now as well. Yeah. That it just um, I mean I'm baffled, bewildered, and also at times desperate. But um, yeah, this is something that I love talking about. Yeah, and I think it's extremely important and it, it definitely has to be addressed. And yeah. uh, we don't talk about this enough. And especially now, I would say it kind of got sidetracked as well. Yeah, sidelined. Yes. It got, it got yes, sidelined. by COVID, etc. By COVID, yeah. Because I think we are trying to put out the fire right now. Uh, and, and this is like a ticking bomb, you know, I would say. Yeah, and we put it on the back burner. Yeah. Okay, that's not a problem, you know. <laughs> We're facing something more, that exactly. is more imminent, you know, I mean, right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, but here, and um, I mean, uh, when I came to France, of course, here people speak more about it than in Russia. I, I mean, again, yeah. I, I don't want to generalize, mm -hmm. but it is my feeling that that's the, this way. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I became picking up bits and pieces of knowledge here and there. But then what actually just was the turning point in my life is the book that I read. It's called The Overstory by Richard Powers. Okay. The Overstory. Yes. The Overstory. Did, actually, did you... it... it it takes reading a book to get the title. <laughs> could, could you write yes. it down for us in the chat as well? Yes, yes, of course. Just, just so that we know um, the, the book. Oh, a story. So this uh, listener seems to be the book that has inspired Vlada. Ah, the overstory. Okay. Yeah. Uh, th that inspired me to dig a little bit deeper in terms of the environment and what yeah. we can actually do and what is actually happening. Uh, it's by no means, um, a, um, uh, how do you say, like a scientific work. Mm, mm -hmm. It is a novel. Yeah, I mean, I, it's published I, as a novel and promoted as a novel. But maybe but that's why it's more accessible to yeah, people who don't know accessible. much about it, right? Yes. Yeah. You, you don't need to have any background knowledge, any prior knowledge whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But the author, he did make, uh, he did do research 
like very yep. important research. He worked for five years just to collect all the information and all the facts that are given there are true. Mm -hmm. So, but it's still a story. Excellent. Seems like something that uh, you know that would be nice to read. And yeah, it's, also, it's it's quite lengthy, but you yeah. won't regret it. Well, good, 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 good. Thanks for the tip. Um, <laughs> okay, so um, I also heard that you are kind of interested in teaching English uh, to people who have have something to do with the environment. Would we call them environment environmentalists or anyone really yes. working in that uh, you know mm. field? The point is now that. I it's not actually that clear in my head so that I can explain it. Mm. But, um, I mean, I thought where, in, in what area I can specialize because I yeah. know that English is my life. This is my passion and I'm like, really, really, it, it makes my soul sing, as I say. It makes my heart <laughs> tremble. Oh. Um, and yes, but being a general, a teacher of general English, I realized that sometimes it can be very overwhelming yeah. because I'm a person who loves personalizing lessons mm -hmm. and it can be quite tough yeah. in a way that you can have uh, students, uh, beginners, then you can have upper intermediates and it's really difficult to manage your time. Exactly. So I thought, so I thought that really specializing is, can be a way out. Mm -hmm. mm, and then my second passion is environment and ecology in general so I decided to put it together and the it's called I think English for environmental science yeah uh, like a general term but I would love to help people who study in there and working in the business but I would lo also like to develop a course you know or some yeah maybe some even private lessons just without uh, not program based learning to help just people to learn English, but at the same time to become more aware of the pro yeah. problems that there are. Because, I mean, it struck me that the knowledge is accessible, mm -hmm. but you need to go there to find it. Yeah. I mean, it's not being promoted on, on media or on so social media if you're not following like some particular groups. It's not being broadcasted on TV all the time. You're not being bombarded with all this. You need to get there. You need to be interested in it. Yeah. And since we are having so many personal problems with life, etc., it's of course not our primary preoccupation. No. Mm. And uh, yes, I thought that it, teaching English can be a great way to raise awareness. Just you know, acting on this local level when I can, where I can, of course, mm, to to do something good for, for our planet. Yeah. So you, you're making a point that awareness needs to be raised in this topic of, of environment. So basically, does it mean that by and large, um, people are in denial in your opinion? Yes, we are in denial because we speak a lot about it now. Yes, that's, uh, that's actually something that is here, that is happening, that is true. But it is still an abstract concept. I mean, mm. we don't know the facts and we are not aware that it can actually happen like um, in three, in, in 30 years. I mean, we'll see yeah. real consequences and real changes happening during our lifetime. And we are not ready for this. We are not actually aware of this. Um, and, and yes, I mean, I was struck when I... When I started to, to go there to dig deeper, I mean, first it was the novel, then I read some scientific works, then I went on to read uh, regularly journal, uh, not journals like magazines, online magazines like National Geographic, BBC, etc. And it is all there, but yep. it's not taken seriously, and it's taken seriously probably only by scientific community. And yeah, mm -hmm. it's something that. Uh, exasperates me in a way. Yeah. Well, would you say it's because maybe, let's say, the vast majority of people are dealing with their own issues? Yes, of course, of course. I'm not blaming or, anyone. Let's say, let's say you've got, you've got places in the world where there's hunger, poverty. Mm, yes. And 
you know, and stuff like that, overpopulation, lack of um, clean water, stuff like that. So would you say that part of the reason that this is not taken seriously could be because it's simply not, um, not on, on agenda? Yes, of course. I completely agree with this, and I'm not blaming anyone, not at all. Uh, if anyone, I mean the uh, the authorities, you know, this abstract concept. Uh, but yes, of course, I understand when you have lots on your hands and, you know, lots to do, you need to feed your yeah. family, you, you need to struggle to find work, etc. Uh, of course, environment is, is nowhere to be seen. Mm, uh, and yes, it's there is not much to, to be. Yeah, you can't reproach people who are, um, you know, in denial, and or, or even sometimes people who are not aware. They are just not aware because they were not being told, or they don't want to to actually think of this as a problem, as an imminent problem. Mm. What exasperates me more is people who are in who are condescendent towards this problem. You know, right? Like almost arrogant. You know. Yes. In- yes. Like, oh, you are speaking about this, but you know there are bigger yeah. problems. Okay, of course I realize that there are other problems. They are. Not comparable, actually. Mm. Often these people say that this is all uh, just a conspiracy theory. Oh, yes. And, and, and these, these are some... Climate change lo- is a hoax, my favorite. This is a hoax, <laughs> and these are some lobby lobbyists who, who are just trying to make money out of this. And, you know, there are a lot of opinions yeah, yeah, yeah. like this going around, right? Yeah, often these ideas have been promoted by the government. I'm not pointing a finger a finger to anyone, but um, it is in the mindset of people, depending on which country they they were brought up in. I mean, mm. it's still it, these formative ideas. They are somehow Perpetuated. transmitted yeah. with yes, with the education yeah. and just engraved in our minds that okay, the Earth it has been warming all the time, etc. Mm. Well, yes, but please just opens any like internet source and you see like tons of facts figures etc that shows that actually it's terrible and we need to do something with it now it's it's not a conspiracy theory unfortunately we are living in the time when facts no longer matter you know (laughs) yeah yeah nobody's interested in facts anymore yeah, they can they can it's, invent counterfacts, etc. Just yeah, it's all about feelings these argument. days, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and this saddens me a lot. Mm. We should we should we should trust the scientists, you know, people who have studied this for a long time, people who have created hypotheses, people who have uh, found evidence for their work and yes, published yes. published stu- studies, and it's all well documented and. Yes, uh, and you know, for the scientific community, it's basically no longer debatable debatable matter that we are living during the sixth mass extinction. Yeah. But people have no idea about this. Yeah. Like, and, well, yeah, yeah. And what also happens is that occasionally you have got uh, uh, an odd scientist who just comes out, uh, calls himself or herself a scientist, and 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 play plays devil's advocate you know so and then yes. and then it's just one person out of out of this ocean of scientists who who follow science and then uh, they, uh the, the deniers so-called deniers uh, um they will point to this one person as of course because it is convenient <laughs> uh, yeah of ideas course. is convenient with yeah. our throwaway way of life of course why not yeah. Yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> uh, and but this is ridiculous honestly um Knowing what I know now, I mean, having read all this literature and Mm. uh, not even just facts, but the research, the mythology of it, the proof that we have now, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I would also love to recommend something to our listeners Mm-hmm. That you don't need to go there to deep, uh, to dig like really deep to, to go there to read scientific journals, etc. Just check out on Netflix or on any other streaming platform that you have David Attenborough and the documentary Life on Our Planet. Mm-hmm. It lasts for one hour and a half, I guess, 
It is a documentary about this. If there is one thing that I can share with people all over the world, it'll be this. Yeah. So um, this is this is this is by all means something we would recommend. Yes. And I, I, to be honest, I have I've heard the name as well. It sounds very familiar, indeed. It's very recent. It's very recent. Yeah, David Attenborough. Right. I've heard I've heard about this person before. Yes, he is like national British, uh, not British. Uh, yes, British legacy. Mm. That's a legend. He's a naturalist, and he's. Mm, if I remember correctly, like 92 now. And all his life he dedicated to... At first he was a, a reporter, you know, just in some yeah. uh, very um, far corners of the world, you know. He traveled to Africa, to Asia, to rainforests, everywhere. Mm -hmm. And he documented, and he had no idea that what he was documenting is really the evidence of the destruction that we are making and we are creating. Yeah. Like he called this documentary his witness statement. I see. And uh, yes, uh, he shows how steeply uh, the health of the planet is degrading during our lifetime, during his lifetime, because he he filmed it all, what he, what was there before and what is there yep. now, and he gives some like shocking figures. I mean. Uh, did you know that actually human population is one half of um, of weight of the of mammals on Earth? No, not one half, one third of the weight of mammals well, on Earth. Even if it's Humans. one tenth, even if it's one tenth, I'm absolutely shocked by that. <laughs> it's one third, and then there is sixty percent of all the animals, mammals on the planet, are those that we raise to feed us so livestock basically so would you say there are too many of us then is that one of the problems yes it's it's one of the problems that of course there are like 60 percent of livestock i mean those we raise for the slaughterhouse and all the rest all the rest what we call biodiversity it yep. is only four percent hmm. of all the mammals on the planet do you see yeah so so this is Unbelievable. Yes, like 4% um, biodiversity, and we are failing to to protect it. So basically, someone might argue that, that, that that's that's actually evidence of us uh, doing pretty well, you know, humans. Yeah, are, yeah, yeah, like conquering oh, the planet. Yeah, but... Yeah, but that's destructive. Is, that, is, is it really the case? Because uh, if it's getting too small for us, and uh, if, you know, if what's yes, happening is that... We are unable to meet our demands, and not at all. Um, yeah. So, what uh, is the biggest? What, so, this is one of. Yeah. The, so, obviously, we can talk about global issues, right? Global problems, but it's all kind of related, right? So, what, what yes, in your opinion, is the biggest issue here? What's the, what's the what's the one it's thing difficult. that you would, you would stress? Or you can name more if you want. It's it's difficult to pin it all. Actually, I. Mm -hmm. For that's so diverse. I mean, there are so many problems. Well, it's overpopulation, of course, then lots of livestock, deforestation. Yeah. And that we are exhausting this planet. I mean, nature is very resilient. And in this film, what, what I found also amazing that it's not all doom and gloom, you know. Mm -hmm. At the end, he gives you some light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, that's it's good. still possible to reverse it. It's not yeah. like the, that. The, mm, it's different when you also, sorry, when personally I started it, I was just depressed and I became so um, critical of myself, of everything that I'm doing and of humanity. And uh, I felt this hatred towards humanity for what we are doing. It's mm. difficult to go to, to it's, it's easy to fall into this extreme, you know. But then you need to still balance it and, you know, consider it from lots of points of view. So what I'm problems that I'm naming now, of course, they're caused by humans. Yeah. There are lots of things that humans are trying to do still to prevent it. But yes, yeah, so it's uh, deforestation, farming, uh, livestock, basically then fishing, everything that we do, because we live in a throwaway society and basically so, we are accommodating to the humanity. Yeah, so we are exhausting. We we are basically yeah. exhausting our, our resources that are scarce. 
that are not limitless and uh, yes uh, without uh, without actually as if we are like uh, without the, caring the, for the kins like, the kins of everything yeah. but we are still a part of this very di very complex and diverse system and you know nature is resilient just because it is so diverse and mm -hmm. uh, multifaceted multi uh, there are lots of facets onto this yes and if we are if ever we if we continue actually at this alarming rate to destroy our planet by 100 no it's not by by 2100 it'll become inhabitable in lots of places hmm. Well, that's 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 yeah. the thing because if you if you give this argument, if you present this kind of argument, a lot of people will say something along the lines of, "Well, by uh, two hundred and how do you say it? Why two thousand and one hundred? Yeah, uh, I will have I will not be alive anymore, right? So yes, but your kids will be right alive. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes, the point is that even I mean by. By 2000, by 2080, yeah. like uh, the, the, he predicts, and he is not like only David Attenborough, but of course, lots of scientists, they predict that there'll, there'll be a huge food crisis. We won't be able to produce uh, uh, as much mm -hmm. food as needed to feed us. And yeah. soils will be exhausted and overused, you know, insects, uh, lots of pollinating insects will disappear. Yeah. And even if we want to grow something, we won't be able to because there are not enough insects. Well, it's already happening, isn't it? Like we, all, yes, we yes, always hear bees, these, the these stories about bees disappearing and not just bees, like other insects too. Yeah. Those that pollinate uh, yeah, plants. Yeah, lots of them. You know. But that's not surprising. Did you know that we cut up to 3,000 trees every day? No, oh, three, I, three I million. Don't. No, I don't. No, 3 million. Sorry, I'm so sorry. 3 million yeah. trees every day. I don't, but, uh, but on the other hand, I do, I do use paper. So I guess I'm, I'm partially responsible yeah. for that because I buy that paper from the shop and mm. uh, I use it for making notes, you know? Yeah, so. yeah, of course. It, it's difficult to, because when you see all these problems, like I had the desire just to stop, stop existing, you know? Just because yeah. even by existing, you're contributing to, to all this huge thing going on. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so what, it's what, very easy to become like desperate. Mm -hmm. It's it sounds it sounds a bit gloomy. So what can I do as an individual to reverse the this whole situation? Because doesn't it feel a little bit uh, pointless? Like I'm alone in this, aren't I? <laughs> it's a drop in the ocean, actually. I feel the same. Of course, it should be addressed at the political level, and you know, just not all, uh, from one individual country. Of course, there should be some global, you know, agreement. Uh, and um, yeah, let's hope for this. But I want—I don't want to say you that what you to, to say to you what you should do. I can tell you what I do. <laughs> tell <laughs> so us. I, I don't—I don't want to be preachy or anything, because I know that in this matter it's very easy to, uh, you know, a person with you that you're speaking to can just clam up and be absolutely irresponsible, uh, irresponsive to you because yeah. you're just preaching. Yeah. Um, and so I don't want to provoke this effect in any of our listeners or just in anyone I'm speaking to. But, well, personally, I'm vegetarian. Mm -hmm. I don't eat meat or fish because I know that uh, raising livestock and uh, basically slaughtering animals, I mean, not ethical for me to, to yeah. slaughter any uh, living and breathing creature to eat it. Then it's also produced lots of methane. It yeah. is responsible for 15% of the global uh, greenhouse gas emissions. Mm -hmm. So I just said no to this one. Uh, when, did, then, when did that happen? When did you go vegetarian? Was yes, it, uh, it's... After you I've read been, the book, or...? No, no, I've been vegetarian already for four years, so well before I became really environmentally conscious. Yep. Um, yes, and it's funny because I decided to go vegetarian in Poland <laughs> when I was in Poland. 
Right, because you also used to live in Poland, which we forgot yes. to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so there, I just decided, okay, it's time to change something. And first, it was just for cruelty reasons. I mean, for no yeah. for reasons not to be cruel, you know. <laughs> uh, but yes, now I realize that this is one biggest step that I can do individually to contribute to this, mm-hmm. to to stop to stop this problem. To I mean be this drop in the ocean. Yeah. Then, since I live in France, I also have this opportunity to buy bulk often, you know, to buy loose products. Uh, what I mean by this, I mean... Like without packaging I, or...? Yes, without packaging. Like mm-hmm. cereal, cereal grains I always buy with my clothes bags. Uh, so I try to minimize this plastic packaging that... Um, I, I see. I, I for, I'm forced to use still because, of course, I buy some cheese, etc. You know, milk. Yeah. Um, it's difficult to to avoid it uh, altogether, but I do what I can. Also, all the vegetables and fruit. I also take it just bulk. I mean, yeah. loose uh, loose pieces. Mm, then what else? I recycle, of course. Yeah. In Russia, actually, I had no idea that you can. Uh, maybe it's just in the area where I lived, etc. But you need to just, um, if you're interested, go there and inform yourself because the chances are that it's possible to sort your waste in your country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in France here, they recycle a lot. They recycle not just paper, but all the plastic packaging also. So yogurts, yeah. you know, cream, etc. Then I buy also loose not only when it comes to food, but when it comes to bathroom and kitchen products. Mm. So my detergent, my shampoos, uh, uh, shower gels, uh, I buy it all with my own containers, you know. Ah, okay. How, how does that work? So you go to a specialized place where they just yes, fill, up, yes. fill, up, fill up your containers? Yes, definitely. That's you, cool. You need to wait your uh, to weigh your container before, and then you, yeah, then you just fill it. There are lots of refills, and you go wait uh, at the till, and uh, there you go. But yes, I'm lucky here in France because there are lots of shops like this. Mm. I know that in some areas it's just impossible to get access to any of these shops. Yeah. Mm. But uh, yes, if you have, you can just uh, Google it. Uh, maybe there is one shop there and you can just uh, do one big shopping uh, <laughs> trip there. Yeah. Um, yes, then here in France also, there are lots of uh, opportunities to buy. Uh, if we're speaking about bathroom products, you know, like makeup, remover pads. Um, well, I'm lucky that I don't actually, I don't, I don't need that. that yes, yes, you also thing. don't, <laughs> yes, you also sanitary pads, you can also buy washable, reusable sanitary pads, girls there. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, then, I mean, I don't have kitchen rolls, I use always tea towels, or something like this, something that I can wash, also like sponges uh, for, for the kitchen, I also wash them several times, mm-hmm. now masks, of course. Uh, then it's a good idea to buy local. So if mm. you have some local shops, farmers, local produce to reduce the food miles. Food miles are the the miles, the kilometers that your food travels. Right. Until you and then, yeah, and that 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 obviously creates a lot of CO two as well. And yes, that. yes, yeah. lots of emissions from transportation, etc. Then, yes, I bike. I, I use bicycle a lot in the city. I don't have a car. So when possible, I use a bicycle or public transport. Yep. I sometimes donate to Greenpeace. Mm. You know, just some symbolic sum. I, I don't know, five euros, and that's already something. Yeah. Uh, then... I don't know. I mean, also my consciousness also changed in a way that I reconsidered my values and I became less materialistic. Mm-hmm. Um, before buying all the time, I think, do I actually need it? Yeah. I mean, can I buy something uh, secondhand? Mm, there is this wonderful website in France, but I think uh, in any country there is a website where just individuals, they sell stuff that they don't need. So I buy secondhand. Mm-hmm. Of if I need some furniture or 
I don't know, some some clothes also even. Yeah. It's great to buy it secondhand, so it won't be wasted completely. And then, of course, raising awareness. Like personally, I love speaking about environment and ecology, and I do, I do my best to raise the topic, but without imposing my ideas, just to open the dialogue. Yeah, exactly. Because just... you have you have to be smart about it. I mean, if you just tell yeah. people do do it like this, follow my lead, no one is going to listen to you. You know. Yes, it, it can it, it can people... disgust people completely. Yeah, people like to do their own thing. They uh, they are often very stubborn and. Uh, uh, obstinate and unwilling to change, you know, and the older they are, the worse it gets as well. So yes, obviously completely. younger, I would say, generally speaking, younger people are more malleable, right? Yes, um, exactly. But I just, I just wanted to say, uh, Vlad, uh, that this is, this is an absolute eye-opener to me, and I'm pretty sure it could be oh, to I'm happy. Some, some of the listeners. I... I yeah, it's a I'm pleasure. It's a pleasure to hear it. I, I'm glad that, even if there's tiny difference, but I'm glad that I've. Uh, I've yeah, heard. I would say that uh, personally, I'm not doing too badly from the, all the things that you have named. I do quite a few myself. I would say I, I'm not a vegetarian. However, I eat meat. Let's say just once a week, or maybe even. Wow. That's even great. Less. Yes, you can just reduce it, you know, yeah. plant-rich even... diet, not completely plant-based diet. Exactly. Then I, I do try to recycle. It was much harder in the UK, actually, to recycle because nobody recycles oh. in London. London. Most people I'm don't, astonished. don't do it there because it's just like, the, it's it's at, at least not the way I lived or my roommates lived. It just doesn't work like that there. Maybe oh. I, just, I just didn't have, I, I just didn't have enough knowledge of, how to do it there but in my village here in the Czech, in the Czech Republic it's it's something i do on a daily basis so i, I recycle quite a bit and oh, then i that's great. don't own a car myself i'm not really into cars and i also have a bicycle so that's also uh, totally normal for me that i use public transport mm. um, but i'm i'm still i think i'm still yet to um, you know uh, to to get to your level, there's there's a lot of room for improvement. <laughs> yeah, well, but my level is also not incredible. I mean, I know people who who just decide to live in a forest, you know, you know. Yeah. And uh, we, we, I still pollute, and uh, but you know now I I learn. Mm, I live and I learn, of course, and I'm beginning to come to terms with it. I mean, of course, we live and we pollute, but we can also make difference in some other ways. I mean, all yeah. this raising awareness stuff and just mm, don't put the uh, the bar too high, you know. Of course, you mean be, I, be, a, be a realistic, you mean? Yes, be realistic. Yeah. Um, mm, Yes, I want to like up my game, my ecological game, a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, when I, um, when the uh, when you try to attain to, to attain perfection, yeah. well, um, it does nothing good for your mental health. No, no. <laughs> yeah, to just be. It's it's great to be at peace with yourself and to live for, in accordance with your convictions. Mm -hmm. Wow, so this, not to do anything this, adverse. This is this is this sounds like some famous last words of this episode. I just I, I think we, we could we could leave it here. I mean we, we yes, have probably just scratched the surface to be honest. Of course. But it's it's it's, it's so so it's nice so to vast. listen to you. I just want to say Lavlada, it's really lovely to listen to you because uh, you are a natural. You should have your own podcast about the environment, oh to be honest. I, I, I mean Oh my god, I'm not you, knowledgeable you, you, enough to have it. Yeah, but you're you're you talk very nicely, and I think you could make a lot of difference. I mean, I didn't know. Like, I invited you because I thought your English was really good. And then I, you know, we sort of, uh, we got, got, got off on the, not on the wrong foot. Can you say got off on the right foot? <laughs> I don't know. I think we hit it off. We hit it off. Yes, like we, we hit it first, off. First time, we, first time we talked to each other, we, we sort of hit it off, right? So, yeah. uh we are both English teachers. We are both listeners. Passionate to about English. We like I we like Luke, these, of course. these values. So we, we immediately got talking, right? Yeah. But I I never I never realized like 
how much potential you would have for <laughs> for this this episode of the next English podcast because this really? this is absolutely fantastic. Yes, because to oh, me this you. is super important to talk about. Yeah, and I I can't do this because I'm not. Uh, I this this is going to sound terrible, but I'm not interested enough, or I have other things that I'm, I have to deal with. But at the same yeah, time, I think I, I, I think I think I'm not the worst. Like if I look at, at because I'm not I'm not mat materialistic person too much, you know. I'm, I don't chase money all the time, and I, I do not have a car. I, I I don't eat meat so much. I recycle, so I'm doing what I can, you know. But I'm I'm definitely yes, not not doing enough. But the point is, it's as you said. I think the main thing is we, mm -hmm. we need to talk about this. We need to raise yes, awareness. Yes, we need to talk about it exactly. Yeah. It's not like each and every person should go there to do his own research. Not at all. No, it's just in dialogue, you know, in sharing, mm -hmm. exchange, like open exchange, and yeah. that's great. Yes. And you have to be open to changing your mind as well, and to changing your yes. opinion and. That's that's it, or at least uh, sort of like accept some things that maybe you have been ignoring or not caring about. You know, at least at least let's let's acknowledge at least talk, them. You know? Acknowledge it. Let, let's at least talk about it. You know, because it's definitely here. You know, it's it's a problem. And yes, it, it's, it's here and it's, it's scary. Yeah, it's scary, and it's pro probably much bigger issue than the pandemic, which unfortunately yes, exactly. Unfortunately, they, they exist. Yeah. This this is the response we we did yeah. towards towards yes, the pandemic. Yes, of course. Shouldn't we do exactly the same with the environment? Like something. Of course. This is such a massive response. Like so. When yes, it's so how, organized. You know. When did this like happen universal. last time? Like during the war or something? You know. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, th there was one in, in Australia, this uh, Melbourne, I, I don't remember agreement, like where were uh, like holes in the ozone layer. Mm. And so all the countries got together, but yeah, on a smaller scale, but still, yes, it was universal. And now this pandemic also, this universal response, I yeah. can't fathom, like, honestly, it's beyond me. Why can't all the governments just come together and come to some decision that will give tangible results because we are just speeding towards this irreversible tipping point and then it, it might be too late hmm. well i think uh, i think i know the answer i think it's all it comes down to money and well we, yeah, we I, I, I wanted to ask you i wanted to ask you about uh, donald trump as well but i i think let's oh you know what let's just no, let's steer let's, clear let's, of this let's, 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 let's get too political Let's just ignore this man for now, because yeah. I think there's not much to say, really. Not nothing nice, nothing yeah, to write yeah. home about, you know. So yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, so uh, it was lovely to have you here, Vlada, on the next English podcast. It was amazing I really, to be here. I, I'm, I'm going to nickname you uh, Russian Greta Thunberg. How about that? Oh my God! <laughs> Is that I'm an honor flattered. for you? Is that an honor? Yes, that's so flattering. <laughs> but but I think it's quite fitting, actually. You know. So, yeah, but I, I still I still need to to, um, you know, attain a better level of understanding of the whole situation. I plan hmm. to do some online courses to take them. Well, what's nice is that we can see that you you really want to do that. Like so a lot of people are just oh yeah they're ambitious. They don't want to they don't want to perfect themselves, but it's important to to work on yourself. No matter oh, what, I no, love matter, no matter how old you are, no matter. How much knowledge you have acquired, never think that you know it all because that's going to lead to your downfall. Oh, that, that's impossible. I, I can't even imagine that there is a person out there who thinks that uh, they know it all. Yeah, but there are people like that. Like we have already mentioned this person once, and I'm not going to name, name this person again. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, Vlada, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure to have you here on the next English podcast. Yeah, thank um, you so much. For we we me. do have one question, and we could um, really? we could answer that. So, what do you think about electric cars, Vlada? It's a question uh, from Maxim. Ah, uh, yes, about electric cars. Well, that's debatable. I I don't know. I mean, I'm not the best person to answer this question because I haven't uh, actually dug into it 
Hmm. Um, well, I think uh, in a longer term it might be fine, but once we get to this level where we can actually manufacture them in a responsible and respectable way towards the environment, hmm. because now I, I, I heard that batteries, all these batteries and nuclear waste that it causes is very adverse for the whole situation. Hmm. So I'm not, I'm not an adept. I won't buy it myself. That's what I can tell no. for now. No. Okay. But I'm not an expert. Okay, fair enough. Well, for me, you are definitely an expert, and uh, <laughs> you you have definitely enlightened me during this episode of the Next English Podcast. And I want to thank you for that, and on oh, behalf of my listeners as well, way. because because you did a wonderful job. So could you once again tell us what your Instagram handle is, so that we can all follow yes, you? Yes, yes, of course. It's at at English with Vlada. Vlada spelled V uh, V L A D A. Yes, exactly. Okay, fantastic. Thank you very much, Vlada, for uh, being on the Next English podcast. And I hope this is not the last time we have yes, you here. Yes, I hope too. Thank you, Stanek, so much for inviting me. I was honored. <laughs> you're, you're very welcome. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye bye. Zdenex English Podcast is a free podcast available on the internet. However, I am actually making a loss when producing it. So if you fancy helping out, head over to podbean.com and become a patron of my podcast.